The dictionary tells us the definition of peace is freedom from disturbance, having tranquility. We usually take that as having no chaos in our lives, being free from any heartache, craziness, or difficulty. But what if I was to tell you that true peace happens in the heart? Yes, true peace is the feeling of calm, the feeling of love, even in the eye of the storm. What does this mean and how do we get there? That is what we're talking about in today's episode. Check out the video to accompany this episode of an oil painting inspired by today's virtue. Yeah. Hi, I'm Shelby Hosfield on a mission to help women who have left the church find truth, gain mental peace, and learn the foundations of a Christian faith. Here's a hint. It's all about grace, girlfriend. Here we make the mind shift from self-help to God's help while pushing past all that baggage of all the old, untrue, confusing beliefs about God. I spent years feeling lost after leaving the church, but he never gives up on us. How does our life, our mindset, family, business, everything change when we lay it all down and we decide to walk with him? This is Sunday School mixed with the best coffee talk with your girlfriends. You are listening to Finding Faith Above. I know I did not understand the true meaning of peace for a very long time. (laughs) My idea of peace was the absence of chaos. Peace was when things were quiet, the world seemed calm, a few minutes when this mama got alone time after a crazy day of babies and life. But as with everything else in my life, when I truly accepted Jesus into my heart, the term peace took on a whole new meaning. So the truth is, the world is rarely calm. I mean, we all know this, right? It's uh, it's crazy all the time. We rarely have moments when things are quiet and in all respects is, you know, downtime. We spend our time running from here to there. To-do lists are a mile long. Kids need to be bussed from one side of the city to the other. People are upset. Traffic is terrible. (laughs) And this is often all before 9 o'clock. And if it's not a physical chaos... It's a mental chaos. This drives me absolutely crazy, but the fact of the matter is the internet has transformed our once very quiet evening into a bombardment of opinions and arguments and offense and piety. Our time is rarely spent living in the traditional definition of peace. By worldly standards, peace is the elusive thing. The state of being where all is calm. And just like all the other lies we believe, when we try to do this world without God, we mistakenly believe that if we just have that job, just schedule things right, just learn how to communicate, go on vacation, make the perfect plan, just do all the things right, somehow peace will be achieved. We, on our own strength, will figure it all out and achieve this elusive unicorn of peace. But it never happens. We never make it there. And the more we fail to achieve, the more unrest we feel. We are in the storm, the turbulent storm of life, absent of peace that we can achieve on our own. A bit of a depressing outlook, really. I mean, it's really kind of sad. We just can't make it there. But that's the worldview but it doesn't have to be this way. As I was reflecting on this and kind of really mulling over what does peace really mean, I kept thinking of Jesus calming the storm. So this is Matthew 8, 23 through 27. 
And we've all kind of heard this story before. It's something that I feel like, you know, even in our, our childhood Bibles we, we see. But I'd like to just really look at the words of this. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with the disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But get this, <laughs> but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they said. Even the winds and waves obey him. So the disciples were worried. They were afraid. They were stressed. When they expressed this worry to Jesus, he doesn't ask, what is going on? You know, he doesn't say, hey, we should all be worried. Oh man, this is a messy situation. We are in the middle of a storm. He doesn't say that. It was clear that it obviously was a crazy out, but he responds by addressing their faith. Their worry shows their lack of faith in him. He, he is the calm. He is the tranquil. He is the peaceful, even in the eye of the storm. Faith in him meant peace. As with most of the stories of Jesus, and well, really the whole Bible, <laughs> this is not an accidental story. This story has meaning far greater than a bumpy ride in an actual storm in a boat out on a lake. It is the storm of life. And in all storms, faith in him is peace in the middle of that storm. It just takes the right mind shift. Life is never going to be calm. We will never have true tranquility all around us. Life is life and things will always get bumpy. But true peace in faith, in our hearts, in God, that is the peace. One of the most known verses in the Bible about peace is one written by Paul, and this is in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And I'm sure you've probably heard it. It's a great one. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. His peace exceeds, it transcends, it surpasses all understanding. Wow. Throughout the New Testament, Paul talks about the transformation that happens within us when we are fully surrendered and accept Jesus as our Savior. This is a hard one coming from a works-based mindset. I know that because, you know, we are the ones that are responsible. We are the ones making everything in life happening um, happen. We are in charge of our salvation. And uh, so it, it's hard. It's hard to wrap our brains around the fact that we have to give it all away in order to gain all the peace. And the world would have us believe that we are the ones responsible for everything. The world is definitely on that works-based side. Uh, you're not necessarily working for your salvation, you know, as far as the world is concerned, but you're working for a, a better life and, a, and, and for everything good to happen. And you are responsible for all of that. But something just absolutely crazy happens when we realize peace is not the absence of chaos and we are not responsible for eliminating all chaos from our life. Nothing will ever be that perfect. We can never be that perfect. 
peace. The peace of Jesus comes to us with our faith in him. And then we are transformed. So many women I have talked to on Finding Faith Above podcast talk of times when life has been unbelievably hard. They have been in, you know, literally and figuratively the eye of the storm. But when they find faith, when they give it all to God, they all talk of the peace that they have. They experience an overwhelming sense of peace despite the hardest moments imaginable. That peace is not the peace of the world. It is Jesus. One of my favorite verses of all time is written and read from Jesus. Think of this as his little gift for you for finding peace. This is John 12, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast talking about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or even cry about any of the stuff that we talked about today, then you need to join our Facebook group where you can have a safe space to share because we kind of need people in this big old world that understand. And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get more? First, hit the subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And then hurry on over to Finding Faith Above, where you will find so much goodness, all created just for you, because I really do love you guys. I've been where you are, and I want to help you to have all of the hope and none of the lost. This was Finding Faith Above. I'll see you next time. Here's the thing, I love pretty things. And as much as I love diving deep into all the craziness that we like to get into when it comes to knowing the Bible and God on this podcast, I also just really like to look at really pretty pictures that inspire me. That is why I am an artist and I love to create things that you can bring into your home that will inspire you to be close to God as well. So go head on over to findingfaithabove.com to our shop where you will find all sorts of really cool art, including one from this podcast today. Yeah.